Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week and from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts and I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. You will Jayla. Famous. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? You just sounded you just sounded dejected. You sounded a little sad. I'm it's early. <laughs> I'm tired. And 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 I'm Lindsay Weber. What? Oh. And I, I thought you wanted me to show. say it again. I thought you wanted no, me to say it. No, I didn't mean it. to do that. No. And we have a and we have a new show that's going to be on Spotify Live once a week for a little bit. It's going to be fun. This Spotify Live. It's like week, a radio show. We have a live show premiering on Spotify mm-hmm. that you can listen to every week on Spotify Live. What is Spotify Live? Spotify Live is the hooey arm of Spotify. The hooey it's leg. It's a whole separate app. Guess what? It's free. And you can listen to another show from us a free once a week on Wednesday afternoons. Live on Wednesday afternoons talking about what? TV? We're talking about television. TV? Yeah, we're talking about television. It's very like water coolery show. Tonight or last night, TV's biggest night. Ew, no one says TV's <laughs> biggest night. Keenan might. <laughs> Keenan might actually say that tonight. I'm not TV's sure. TV's biggest night is actually like the Super Bowl, you know? Like that's because yeah. it's not the Emmys technically. It's something related to football. It's definitely not the Emmys, but it's a big night. It's a big night. It's TV's... It's a night on TV. It's live TV that we're going to watch. And on this show, we're going to talk about TV that we're watching, TV that you're watching, old TV, new TV. It's going to be very casual and fun. You know, Lindsay and I have very different TV watching habits, and that's going to be very fun. Yeah, Bobby to, watches uh, like Rick and Morty or whatever. <laughs> I don't want. No, I don't. Yeah. Don't you fucking slander me. You do. I did watch Selling the OC, though. No, I. that's the show we do have in common. I watched that thoroughly. I flew through it, and then I was like, fuck, everybody was right. Selling the OC is maybe better than Selling Sunset. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but we can have that conversation on our Spotify show, Selling. Our show's not called Selling. It's called it's Who's called Watching, sell- and it's on Spotify selling, Live. Selling Who Weekly. <laughs> selling Who Weekly. <laughs> to Spotify. <laughs> joking. Speaking joking, of Spotify. Joking, joking. <laughs> yeah, what? We're not owned by we'll Spotify. We'll give you a very fair number. No, just kidding. It's not going to be a fair number. It's going to be extremely unfair. That's the number that we're going to that we're gonna offer to Spotify. Yes, but this show will be exclusively on Spotify. It's called Who's Watching. You can go check it out on Spotify Live, which is an app you can download in the App Store. We promise mm-hmm. it's easy. We promise it's free. So go do it. And yes. we'll see you on Wednesday. Yes. My brokerage, the Oppenheim Group, has had so much success in LA that we're opening up a second office in one of the most affluent parts of California, Orange County. This is OC Real Estate. Right? Oh, my God! <laughs> Go ring the bell. It's a good vibes. And taking over OC as well. It was Cassie's 36th birthday. She's our age. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you celebrate your birthday in both Las Vegas and Houston? 
like Cassie did? If I got paid to celebrate my birthday in Las Vegas and Houston, I would also be celebrating my birthday in Las Vegas and Houston. You know? That looks so fun. I was sort of like, I spent this going, well, there, here's the boss of headline. Cassie performed in Vegas for her 36th birthday. Virgo in Vegas. Cassie had a sensational Sin City celebration for her 36th birthday. There's really no promotion here. She doesn't have new music. She's just celebrating her birthday here because well, I guess the they clubs pay, pay you to come yeah, the clubs. throw a party. It just happened to be her birthday. Mm-hmm, there is a little mm-hmm. bit of a kind of dissonant, uh, you know, you have bikini ladies in Vegas holding up little letters that say Cassie it's like <laughs> I don't know is, is this usually for like a different type of event are you do, are they celebrating a 36 year old woman's birthday but the answer is there are her her uh her ripped boyfriend was there the her husband the the, fish, the personal trainer yeah the trainer. because she dumped Diddy for Alex Fine now they have two kids like a million her best years were, ago yeah yeah her best friends are the Hawk sisters the Hawk twins so are they? Were it was there? good for them to be there, too. Yeah, they were there. So it's like she got asses in seats, you know. She brought some well, famous she, people to uh, Resorts World. She probably made Hilton. more money to se- by celebrating her birthday at the uh, Resorts, Resorts World than she maybe mm-hmm. did for uh, a small tour. <laughs> Just a guess. Here's one thing I noticed in the TMZ coverage of her Houston birthday party. They didn't write about her Las Vegas birthday party. They only wrote about her Houston birthday party. They end with this. With, like, a newly single Neo was spotted in the building weeks after his estranged wife revealed their marriage was done. Shiver. And then they're like, speaking of marriages, Cassie got married in 2019 to Alex Fine, who wasn't in the mix for his wife's birthday bash. They were definitely trying to in- imply that, like, there were shenanigans happening. Yeah, but there but were no you know shenanigans what? happening. He came what? to the Las Vegas birthday party. Well, people don't realize, or maybe they do realize, is that she's working. This is a job. Yes, this is a job. Like her birthday, like the like this Houston club paid her to come here and celebrate her birthday. Well, that's the thing about who's they're always working. Case in point, Spencer Pratt when he explains that Lisa Kudrow is the rudest celebrity he ever met. That's him doing his job. Oh, that's easy. Phoebe from Friends, hands down, one of the worst humans I've ever come in contact with, by far. I guess this was like a somebody was asked this over TikTok. And it kind of just came up. I'm always impressed with Spencer Pratt for coming up with new things that to say. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. sounds like crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just feel like this is a person who has milked, you know, this uh, the source of being because he's him and Heidi are like we used to be famous, and like I think that's very Mm -hmm. charming and funny to say. It is true to an extent that they're you know not as famous as they were. Were they ever like that that famous? No, but yes, significantly significantly more famous than they are now. And he still finds ways to stay, like, have his name in people's mouths who are more famous than him. For example, you know, Bethany Frankel, who commented, that's crazy. She was on my talk show and I had a crazy experience. Also, didn't say what the experience was. And then she got called out for saying she agreed with him. But then she put out a TikTok that was like, I actually didn't agree with him. I just said I had a crazy (laughs) experience. I didn't say what it was. It's like, okay, bitch, you know what people thought you were implying. And people still are like, he's still getting a a runway out of this kind of comment where he said Lisa Kudrow was mean to him. Yeah. And it's not... It's not relevance. It's just like shamelessness. Because like I would argue that the Prats aren't necessarily relevant, but they're around. They're like reliable. I think they're relevant in the way that the nostalgia aspect of our culture, which is very powerful and strong, Mm -hmm. you know, they are kind of a they're leading figures in that. 
So and yes. and they can coast off that as long as people do care about, you know, old media, old TV, mm-hmm. old uh, gossip websites we care i care about spencer pratt because his kind of involvement in like the early tabloidification of like the 2000s like that's interesting to me because he you know is a really big part of that and the way that he sort of revealed the ugly truth about the way tabloids work back in the day when people really weren't doing that so deeply intertwined with kim kardashian's come up you'd argue she like changed the way that celebrities exist in culture, right? So this person mm-hmm. is kind of part of that. I mean, he was talking about the Ray J stuff that just came out. This like Ray J is going to sue her for kind of slandering him. Now they're, you know, yeah. he, he's in a fight. Is with it defamation of, even? I don't even know what the specifics are, but like, you know, Ray J is mad that Kim is continuing to say that they didn't uh, leak or uh, what do you call it? Distribute the sex tape. He's saying this yeah, was well, like, he's saying I have contracts. I have, yeah. He's saying it was, there's lighting, there's makeup. Like, you don't understand. We did reshoots. And Spencer is uh, kind of in, knows a lot of that stuff too, or kind of has heard a lot of that stuff too. And is kind of like, you know, Ray J is, he, what's funny on it, I saw a TikTok of his where Spencer was like, do you know how rich Ray J is? Like, this is not for money, you know? Yeah. He's like, I believe yes. that this is for reputation and like, his kids and well, kind of like his uh, not for cash. Well, you know the reason he's doing this, Ray J, is because this is the same. This is basically a, the same story that he told a few months ago when the new season of Kardashians premiered on Hulu, and they had the subplot about like the Roblox threat that they were going to release the second tape, and that yeah, Kanye the, had to go to an airport the and get the laptop. The Roblox that? threat, and yeah, where the Ray J was like, saw it in Roblox, yeah, yes, and Ray J complained that the entire interaction between him and Kanye and the details of that computer were misrepresented on the show, and he leaked all these DMs and said that you know all this stuff is untrue. The reason he's doing it this time is because Chris Jenner went on that lie detector show. And they asked her, did you help release the Kim Kardashian Ray J sex tape? And she said no. And the lie detector guy was like, the polygraph man was like, she's telling the truth. And now, like, Ray J's only, Which to is, his credit, if you is think only that's a real polygraph, yeah, you are, that's you need part to of his argument. look in the mirror. Right. Apparently, that specific polygraph guy is like a known fraud or allegedly a known fraud. But Ray J's bringing this up only when they bring it up first. So to his credit, this isn't coming out of the blue. Right. And that even goes to what you're saying about him being rich. It's like he has a lot of money. He doesn't need to be doing this. He's only doing this when they put his name or in their mouths. indirectly put his name in their mouths on national television. Okay. Well, back to Spencer, and they keep doing it. who put Lisa Kudrow's name in his <laughs> mouth, who he calls Phoebe, which I think is really funny. You and then spend. later Ursula. <laughs> uh, he said... The year was 2009. Heidi and I were invited to our first real A-list elite party by the president of NBC. The party was held in the backyard of then chairman of NBC Universal's Malibu Mansion. It was clear right when we got there that nobody wanted us there. It was almost like we were filming for punk and the hidden camera was going to pop out. But Heidi and I didn't care. There was delicious food, open bar, beautiful views of the Malibu Ocean. As we were sitting there consuming a little caviar, Phoebe approaches, which 
was a little shocking since nobody had talked to us at all at the party. She then says right in front of me to Heidi, oh, part two coming up to follow for more. So as we're standing near the buffet, that's when Phoebe Buffet rolls up. And right in front of me, she tells Heidi that she needs to get away from me as fast as possible because I'm gonna murder Heidi and that I have the eyes of a serial killer. Heidi waits to see if this is a joke. Maybe this is a bit, a skit. Maybe this is a hidden camera show why we were invited to this elite party. No laughs. She just walks away. And that right there is the rudest moment I've ever encountered with a human being. Okay, here's the thing. Is she That's wrong? <laughs> no, like, was she wrong, though? Like, do you, I think when I heard this, I was like, Lisa Kudrow watched the hills and like and was trying to give <laughs> right. Heidi Montag right. like, good advice. This is very Jennifer Lawrence, Brian Tyree Henry talking about Real Housewives on their press tour this weekend. You know, yes. it's like Lisa Kudrow is revealing herself to be an MTV viewer. <laughs> My biggest problem with yeah. the season is that it's just been boring. Okay. And mm. I think that Erica is evil. <laughs> I would go as far as to say um, she needs a publicist. She like, needs a ASAP. And Lisa Rinna tried to look out for her and tried to like, she didn't, you know, do the Dorinda thing. And remember when they were in, I do remember. Uh, in um, Columbia <laughs> and Dorinda's like fucking Joker makeup. And I don't um, want Dorinda or Erica coming Carol for me. Carol Roswell so, like, was just good. talking to her and leaving yeah. her out there. And Bethany yeah. was, I think that Lisa Kudrow was like, I recognize these two because again they were fam way more famous than now. Yeah, the hill was and a big show. And she said, "You got to get away from this guy." <laughs> and I'm sure that if you are the person, if you're the subject of that, you're going to be upset. But like even Spencer, I have to believe, thinks that it was pretty funny. You know? Well, I mean, he he gets it, but he's going to drag this out until the end of time. I mean, this is going to be a conversation yeah, topic until, you know, until Lisa Kudrow claps back or something. I mean, I hope she doesn't. I mean, she's not going to. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think your comedy, I, I don't know. I feel like you're the same. I feel like you're as funny off screen as you are on screen. Like if you were to just hang out with you and it's, it's almost yeah. like accidental comedy, you know, accidental mm -hmm. humor. Like, yeah, I have to be careful. Why is that? Because sometimes I used to like, you know, like with um, at a restaurant, like whoever. It's sort of I do my bits uh -huh. with whoever happens to be around, but they don't know yeah. that I'm doing a bit. Uh -huh. And so it can be mean because they don't know. Yeah. But I'm not being mean, but <laughs> uh -huh. it can be mean. I don't know how to explain it. Are, are you a mean person and we just don't know about it? You know, I don't know. You don't really, you really I don't might really. be because, you know, I keep wanting to play these characters like Fiona Wallace that are just hideous and horrible and nothing makes me laugh harder. Maude Apatow was profiled in netaporte.com and talked about nepotism direct directly. She did. Incredible that she is she, amazing. Brave, honestly. It was brave. She, the deck of this is funny. It says, she's the breakout star of Euphoria and the daughter of com comedy royalty. Yet Maude Apatow has kept both feet firmly on the ground throughout her stellar ascent. Here she talks to Shannon Mahanty about anxiety, self-acceptance, like and shooting season three. Exactly. But it is a big role. Is to it? credit, it is a big role. A big show, Euphoria. Okay, now, now you're... 
that's that's fair. correct. Of all the things you've incorrectly that's said, that's correct. Yeah. In the section where she talks about nepotism, it's like in the middle of the story. Most of it is obviously very flattering. It talks about her as a writer. It talks about her like using her parents as like kind of a writer's workshop. She loves running ideas by them, blah, 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 blah. And then it says, having comedy royalty for parents also means she has been cited as an example of a recent internet obsession, nepotism babies. Entire sub subsections of Twitter and TikTok are dedicated to outing children of celebrities. It's not really outing if her last name is Apatow, particularly in Hollywood. It's a somewhat uncomfortable topic That's for true. Apatow. Quote, at first I was sad. She stops. And then this is the writer speaking. Quote, because it felt like people weren't judging you for your talent, I ask. Quote, right. And that's fine. I try not to let it get to me because I obviously understand that I'm in a lucky position. A lot of people in a similar position have proven themselves over the years, so I've got to keep going to make good work. It's so early in my career, I don't have much to show yet, but hopefully one day I'll be really proud of the stuff I've done by myself. I'm not quite sure what that, like, is that a backhanded compliment towards euphoria or what? But I think she just means, I want to prove myself as an actor. I feel like that's kind of the best statement scenario. That's the best, like, version of a statement you could possibly give. Like uh, About nepotism? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I just think that that's, it acknowledges it. It says, it doesn't have anything about, it, I have to prove myself. I understand. I, at first I said, oh, I, at first I, I was defensive. Then I said, no, you know what? Uh, they're right. You are in a lucky position and you need to prove yourself. And I only hope yeah. that I can like do that. It's like what truly like what else are you supposed to say? You know, like there's mm -hmm. no there's mm -hmm. no like, you know, kind of reparations you can pay towards the back into the pot. You know what I mean? For this yeah. type of quote unquote crime, you know? Yeah. You acknowledge it. At least you don't say you don't do the uh, God, who said that recently where they were like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Was it Gwyneth Paltrow who was like. It's harder for me. God, I'm going to get it wrong. Well, no, she Don't did say, say it anything was stupid. For me. Yeah. Well, she said so it's, it's harder for me and her reason which does make sense, but the the, the soundbite is never going to be what makes sense. The soundbite's going to be it's harder for me. She was mm -hmm. saying and like she's saying people doubt you within the industry even more because you're like the daughter or the son or the cousin or the whatever of the famous person sure. because they're like doubt, yeah, being like, doubted is completely different than like having Having it no doesn't access. negate the fact that you have the access. Yes. Right, like you're still, even so though people are kind of side-eyeing you, you're still there. Like, yes. it's one thing to uh -huh. have the door completely shut. You're not even allowed in the room. So, like, yes, mm -hmm. those are two different scenarios, and maybe it's, like, deeply uncomfortable to be like, oh, I'm only here. People know that I'm only here because of my mom and dad. Uh, I guess I have to prove myself. It's like, oh, yeah. you poor baby that people think yeah. that, you know? It's sort of like your penance for being a nepotism baby in 2022 is having to give like one extremely awkward statement in yes. an otherwise glowing profile. And yes. sorry, that's like all you have to do because guess what? It's really not going to affect your career at all. The internet's I mean, obsession with nepotism babies it, doesn't right. affect your bottom line. You know? Also, Maude Apatow, like however her career kind of turns out after this, within Euphoria, she's the kind of second, third lead. You know, she's not... Mm -hmm. She's not one of the buzzy girlies. She's a part of the ensemble. She's an important part of the uh -huh. ensemble. But she's not really going to be like, I, I don't think unless, you know, how many seasons this show go on and how many girlies will drop out. Maybe she'll maybe mm -hmm. she'll uh, outlast, outlive, outlast. What's the survivor outlast? Outlive, outplay, outlast. Yeah, maybe out she'll survive. Yeah. Maybe all of the other girls will ANTM model, like, disappear and she'll, like, be the only one standing by default. Yeah. But at this point, it's like she's not the one that people are really focusing on. If anything, like Lexi's play last season, as well as kind of the fact that she is like Judd Apatow's daughter, is what gives her a little bit of a boost. 
But otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, all, all eyes are on Zendaya and Sydney Sweeney, you know, even uh, what's her face? Other girly. All question Hunter. marks are on Barbie Ferreira. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hunter Schaefer. All eyes are on Hunter Schaefer. I'm just exactly. feeling like she's, like, she's like third lady in waiting. You know, she's the she's the. um. <laughs> She's the the Meghan Markle of the royal family in terms of this but this, this li- lineage, you know. But like back to the privilege conversation. Uh huh. The thing about all these other people on the show is that the lading and waiting thing like really makes sense. It's sort of like it's this cutthroat thing where it's like which one of us will get out of here alive? Like you were saying, the survivor thing. Maud is pretty certain she must be that like whatever happens to Euphoria, she's gonna be okay. You know, it's not a make or break thing for her the way that I think it might be or feel. I mean, she might argue otherwise, though, because she would she might argue that, you know, it's it's all or nothing for me because I am being doubted by having gotten here through like different, more nefarious, more like, you know, in the back door Mm -hmm. way from all these other girlies who like work, you know, who are being seen as kind of like more purely a star, right? The kids are both actresses, right? Yes, Maude and Iris. Yeah, how are they doing? Great. They're doing great. I mean, but I'll say. Do you guys have anxiety when you, I mean, look Look at them as babies. Now, when you watch Euphoria, (laughs) do you sit with your daughter, Maude, who's so brilliant in that show, and do you go, Please tell me it's not like this. Like you're gonna be okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, like please tell me it's gonna bad. be okay. Um, you know, I I think that it, what's funny about those actors is um, on Euphoria yeah. is they're doing all of this shocking stuff on the show, and then they come over to the house, <laughs> and they're like the most polite, like the sweetest kids, yeah. and they're little still, mm-hmm. and they look like little you know kids, and then they are just like kind of boring. I mean, maybe I saw one of them drink a White Claw once or something. Yeah. They're just really good actors. Yeah, right. They're I just know, really it's amazing. good actors. Right, right. It's not that bad. If, if Maude Apatow really wants to get her home again, you know, she could get her home again. The Hallie Myers Shire. Well, I mean, Nancy I mean, Myers yeah, project. right. Judd Apatow is going to write movies forever and can write his daughter into every single mm-hmm. movie forever, and these will be big hits, right? Like, sure, you're you're right. I mean, that's. He wrote his wife into like a lot Sydney of his movies. Sydney Sweeney is like, yeah. I need to work. I can never uh, stop working. <laughs> I got to buy more hats for my mom. I got to <laughs> donate to all these Republican politicians. <laughs> I got to go to dinner at Catherine McPhee and David Foster's house. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, right. What am I going to bring? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. What am I going to bring? Allegedly. No, it's not even alleged. It's just funny. It's just I think a joke. she won an Emmy last night. I don't know. I'm predicting. I think she's going to win. <laughs> I think she won an Emmy last night. It's really weird to talk about too. the Emmys Honestly, like when they're tonight, when they're going to be tomorrow. Like you guys are going to listen to being listens and like, oh, this is so stupid. But here are my predictions for the Emmys last night. Okay. I think that Sydney Sweeney <laughs> won an Emmy, and I think that Alexander Daddario did not win an Emmy. Those are my predictions. If Alexander Daddario wins an Emmy, <laughs> we're going to have to figure. We're going to have to reassess everything. Everything if changes. Alexander Daddario wins an Emmy if she goes up. Peacock is just going to go down right at the right moment, and we're not going to be able to see her speech. The cameras are going to break. Something is going to happen where we don't get to see what she says at the podium. But that's fine, because she's not going to win. She's not going to win. She's not going to win. It's fine. It's fine. All right. I can't believe you you said her name. It's like Voldemort. I know. I'm sorry. Where do babies come from? Where do you think they come from? 
Well, I think a stork, he, um, he drops it down, and, and then a hole goes in your body, and there's blood everywhere coming out of your head, and then you push your belly button, and then your butt falls off, and then you hold your butt, and you have to dig, and you'll find a little baby. <laughs> That's exactly right. Can I play a song for you, Lindsay? Yeah, I've been dying to hear this song. It's the season, today's the day, candy corn is on the way, couldn't wait for it to get here, everybody sing with me, if you love it, say, So, oh my God! That's the first song. That is you such go a good first. song. First of all, Monster Mash is fucking quaking. <laughs> and the second thing I thought was, now we know why Beyonce didn't say Michelle Williams' name in her like the Queen's remix, the Vogue the Queen's <laughs> remix she did, where she like did not say Michelle Williams. I think she knew about Brahms Candy Corn dropping. Like she said, I'm not, I'm not shouting out that girly. Mm. She's about to release. <laughs> I know. She's Talk about, about having a renaissance. Me. Candy She's corn. She's staging me with this Brahms candy corn shit. Michelle Williams, who is, here's the thing. Michelle Williams is, yeah, a them. But compare in no, uh, in the Destiny's Child no. universe, she is a who compared to Beyonce. When your coworker is Beyonce, and you were you were like the fourth Bobby, replacement she doesn't of a even band, have, you're permanently she, a who. She's literally a who in the Destiny's Child world, and then she literally has the same name as a more famous celebrity. Who's only barely a them, She's, I'll argue. Michelle, You think Michelle Williams is barely a them, the other one? <sighs> she's so, there's there's something, so, I know she's a them, but there's something so, you know, there's something so like sad and private about her. It's yeah, almost like she's a them. She's, she's barely a them based on like collective, like mutual respect for her, where it's like, ugh. That's Collect- wrong. Everyone's like, ugh, I don't want to like make her too much of a thing. I don't want to put too many eyes on Michelle Williams. She's an A-list actress who's like in big movies and like wanted by every director and like has a kid has a kid with like a huge celebrity. Like, no, no way. So one Michelle Williams may receive her second Oscar for Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans this year, and another Michelle Williams released the song of the fall i'll say like you said monster mash is quaking i think every spooky sound tape just like burst into flames knowing they cannot compete with brock's candy corn do you like candy corn have we had this conversation spooky season or should i say brock's candy corn season is here and i want to hear hashtag team candy corn stand up and sing with me hashtag ad every year my beloved candy corn is known to stir up a debate spicier than a pumpkin spice latte winky face and the haters are getting a little too loud for my liking that's why i partnered with brocks to create an anthem made just for candy corn lovers so join me in sharing your candy corn pride tag a friend and comment hashtag team candy corn hashtag brock sweepstakes for a chance to score in a sweet surprise no purchase necessary open to 50 states it's like 18 plus ends 10 6 oh my god <laughs> i'm entering the sweepstakes also i'm gonna enter it i love candy corn you don't like candy corn, right? Or do you like candy corn? I, I like candy corn, but there's only so much candy corn you can eat. I mean, it's like, come on. A good handful. Tastes, I, I like, the texture I like, is a candle. You know, you're eating a candle with, you're eating a sugary candle. 
I love the texture. I love the candy, the Brock's pumpkins as well. I love that texture. Okay, she did a whole interview for PR Newswire. Oh, I'm so excited. This is great. Yes. Well, the thing is, so what we have here isn't just, it's not really random. Michelle Williams has been vocal about her love for candy corn for several years now. Like, she'll re- she'll tweet, like, I love candy corn. Like, she's been, you're saying that she's me, been courting, she's been courting this project for years. Yes. She, we talked about it, like, three years ago when she went on Instagram Live and just, like, out of the blue decided to tell everyone that she loves candy corn. This was pre-spawn. I love candy corn, okay? But no candy corn slander will be tolerated. That's very random for the real reason why I came on my Instagram live. I love candy corn, okay? There's nothing you can do about it. I love candy corn, and that is what it is. Um, But I'll see you at 2 p.m. at Winthrop University. Chanel, you can yuck me all day, okay? I love candy corn. And what are you going to do about it? What? You're not going to like me no more? What are you going to do about it? I don't care. I don't care what you have to say. I happen to like candy corn on accident, okay? I don't know why, but I just put a few in my hand, and I tasted it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. So I I tweeted about it the other day. And a few people are like seriously in their feelings because I talked about a a personal pleasure of mine, which is candy corn. Every year she like reminds the world that she likes candy corn. Michelle, so re- that- this was in, in 2019, Michelle really went on IG yeah. Live to tell everyone she loves candy corn. There's a whole clip yes. about this. I swear to God, we talked about that on Who Weekly. We did? Yes. Yes. She likes candy corn. And it's always like shruggy emoji. There's something deeply funny about how across TikTok, the like most popular thing right now is this, the corn song with that kid, the corn kid. Have you heard mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's corn. And instead of working with that, we're going to work with Michelle Williams to create a whole different song that nobody knows called the Candy Corn Anthem. That's it's giving barely marketing. a song. It's giving marketing. It's giving marketing. It's giving they needed to do a second draft. It's giving like first draft of the lyrics. Like you said, a lot of it doesn't even rhyme. We know you're already hungry for Halloween vibes. <laughs> Sorry. So Brock's <laughs> America, I'm like hungry. America's number one candy corn brand. That's un, that's true. Is kicking that's off undeniable, the season. Yeah. Who else would make candy corn? Is kicking off the season by teaming up with its number one fan Michelle Williams to rally candy corn lovers with a new song about the highly debated treat. The anthem entitled Candy Corn Love dropped this morning here paying homage to the Halloween staple through lyrics that nod to Michelle's love for Brock's candy corn and rally the rest of team candy corn to proudly sing along friendly warning this catchy tune will be stuck in your head long after trick-or-treating ends is the song stuck in your head i will not be able to see like next time i go to cvs and see like the end cap filled with brock's candy Candy corn i'm definitely gonna go brock's candy corn and then send you a video of me but i forget the beginning i need to memorize you don't need to know the beginning you don't need it's to know like, the beginning. It's like, Halloween's here and the corn is ready. It's like, that's the thing. Candy corn you know what is we need like, to do? 
<laughs> what? Wait. We need to we need to add these lyrics on Genius and then annotate them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Simply comment on Michelle's Instagram post, tag a friend, and cornfess your love for Brock's candy corn using <laughs> hashtag Team Candy Corn. Is it crazy to be a company that makes a candy that's only popular for like one month a year? You know, that's weird. Think about it's it. their big month. It's their month. It's their. It's their. It's it's like their Black Friday is the entire month of October, mm. but probably a little September. It's like they make enough in those two months to yeah. make their existence worthwhile. Also, Brock's makes more than candy corn. You know. Well, they're they're owned by Ferrera. Ferrera Rocher. Ferrera Rocher. Yeah, Ferrera. Michelle has been one yeah. of our most passionate and outspoken fans for years, making her, she's like the only celebrity who's ever talked about candy corn, making her the perfect <laughs> partner to help us bring candy corn together, candy corn lovers together, and a powerful anthem to start this Halloween season off right. Now, she planted the seed There are this. no lies in this press release. This was me talking about Dunkin' Donuts, like when this podcast started. You know, I planted the seed. I talked about it incessantly. It was a true Until love. Until we got the bowls. And then one day we had to talk about the eggs. You know what? And it paid off. The egg bowls. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we got egg. We got those protein bowls, and then we got to talk about the eggs. We got two Duncan spawns, right? Did we get two? I think we got one or two. Yeah. Just you know. one or two. Yeah. I like those. I like yeah. those. And also, here's the thing. This is clever on many levels. I I actually think that even though it's embarrassing, this is actually very good marketing and very good advertising. No, it's because... cool when a celebrity gets to get paid to say something that is not fake and like. This yes. is authentic because she's like clearly having fun because she likes candy corn and it's part of like a funny part of her personality that people really like think is cute. You know what I mean? Brock's candy corn. Anyway, now I want candy corn. I genuinely like it. You genuinely like candy corn? You don't think it tastes like wax? Yes. If Kelly Rowland were promoting a Halloween candy, what Halloween candy do you think, knowing Kelly Rowland's whole vibe, what Halloween candy would she promote? Okay, this is more just a plan. She's a little sexy. But, um, She's a little sexy. I would say, I would say uh, it, this is more based on like wordplay because I'm not even going to get into personality, but I think she would promote Rolos. She'd be like, Kelly Rolos. <laughs> Wait, that's like, so good. That's better than like anything se- I could have thought like of. Carmel. That's so good. She'd be like, Rolo. She'd be like, Roland loves Rolos. You know what I mean? She'd be like, Rolos. roll over to a oh, Rolo. That's good. Also, Rolos could use oh a God. rebrand. Those things are known for like ripping your teeth apart only. You know? I hate Rolos so They're much. awful. The minute those um, candies get temperature destabilized, you're fucked. You cannot let those mm-hmm. things drop b- below, b- above or below. <laughs> certain temperature oh my god oh my god <laughs> right uh-huh do you agree mm-hmm. the other really funny before i we will move on but the other funny thing is did you see her in the comments she's like really doing a good job with this promo. yeah yes michelle yeah. williams always does a good job she's so good-hearted and good-natured she and, is uh, it's jesus and also life, like i'm not is i haven't seen i mean i'm sure there's always you will always find negativity in the comments but like you see like her in the comments saying i stood for what i believe in in a bag of coins and candy corn came my way so like she's acknowledging the fact that she got money she got paid for doing this somebody said i don't like candy corn she responded your prophetic gift will go to another level if you turn your heart towards candy corn (laughs) she's literally preaching she's she's preaching if jesus say yes then nobody can say no to candy corn It feels it feels rare and special for a celebrity to be able to do something so kind of shameless and embarrassing 
and not really get hate for it. Like, everyone seems to be having a good time with this. No one is being mean to her. In an environment where everyone is mean to everyone all the time, there's something actually kind of special about the fact that this seems to be immune from hatred. I think there are some but, people who are lolling, but I think everyone's kind of laughing with yeah, her and enjoying the music. And I think people do tend to chill out, so to speak, when fall hits. And, you know, I love that this song really doesn't have any spooky elements. Like, we're not really leaning no. into, like, the boo of it all. We're leaning into more of, like, what Michelle really does best. Which the is, sweet like, of it all. The sweet, the sweetness, right? Like, again. Yes. Like, her her greatest her greatest contributions to music. I want to hear the song one more time. The Candy Corn okay, song. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. It's the season. Today's the day. Candy Corn on the, on way. the way Couldn't wait for it To get here Everybody Sing, sing with, me. with me I thought you were saying gonna cheer me, say, <laughs> Yep, 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 me too It needs like maybe kind of a, a verse, like an extra verse that's like more talking about the, the essence, like what, what we love about candy corn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it needs to be it needs to be on the offense. You know, it shouldn't be defensive. It should be like here are all the great like, things about candy corn that are on the It looks like corn, but it tastes like candy. Ta- it also <laughs> tastes like wax, but it's sweet like candy. <laughs> like it needs like a good like I'm not, you know, like I'm not a rapper. I'm not like rhyming is you know. It's, it's really fun thing, to eat but... the layers one by one. You can't have more than a handful or you'll need some Tums, right? <laughs> Something like that. No, okay. That's negative. You know what it needs? Oh, my God. You know what it needs, Lindsay? I feel like it yeah. needs two other vocalists, maybe like a Kelly Rowland type and a Beyonce <laughs> Knowles type. <laughs> How about a Bobby Finger type and a Lindsay Weber type? <laughs> It'd be really funny if like Beyonce and Kelly came in and were like, we can fix this. And before you know it, like Michelle has no, has no process, has no role in the candy oh God, corn song. It's Michelle just Kelly and Beyonce Rowland and Beyonce. Came and like took the check and we're like, we need to fix the track. <laughs> Beyonce like bedazzles a piece of candy corn and it's Renaissance part two. <laughs> it's all about like Brox's return to cultural relevance. Don't my coins look so yummy. to the left corny bitches to the right you can be both meet in the middle dance all night it was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago it's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my case under the bed your linens sweeties the linen it's time it's linen season honey oh oh, all i want is linen all the time i just want to be draped in linen for my entire life not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy 
some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You got to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting, but also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like (laughs) having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic Mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Celebrities went to Burning Man. Celebrities always go to Burning Man. Burning Man is the, um, I would say it's like the Coachella for a different type of celebrity. Or maybe it's, hmm, maybe it's the Coachella for the same celebrities that go to Coachella, but they just also go to Burning Man. (laughs) It's simple. I think actually a lot of these celebrities also go to Coachella. It's just Coachella again. Yeah, but I think apart from a few people here, Burning Man is just slightly like it's aged up very slightly. It's like it is one generation. No, like young people want to go to Burning Man. It's like people. It's like how people age out of like Nickelodeon and go to Disney. That whole like Viacom strategy. But it's like you age out of Coachella and go to Burning Man. It gives like I think that's closer. it, It it gives something a little bit more kind of 
wise than Burning Man. I mean, than Coachella. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a little bit less corporate corporate sponsorship, but there pl- there is definitely Look corporate. Plenty. Yeah. There is capitalism there, but it it's not as kind of like easy to drop in, drop out. So it it really uh, takes an effort, but you can really effort. but you really can get some fits off. You know, you really can. Yeah. The the fit and opportunity. That's the Coachella. Is, yeah. It's a very unique like. In the same way that you dress at Coachella the way you dress nowhere else on the planet, you yeah. dress at Burning Man the way you dress nowhere yeah. else on the planet, unless that place is the Chromatica Ball, you know? Right. But I don't respect any celebrities at Burning Man because to me, the point of Burning Man is like the misery of having to like go there and like figure out how you're going to poop. You know, these people, it's easy for them. And I don't respect that. You know what I mean? If you're going to <laughs> no, Burning yes. Man, you should be like, where am I pooping? That's my number one concern everything else Davina would never post a video of her like front facing surrounded in dust wearing an N95 mask because there's too much dust you know what I mean yeah she posted two photos of her at Burning Man uh, looking like she invaded the the Halloween stores before they opened she got like a sneak peek at the Halloween store store you know what I mean like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. let her in they mm-hmm. let her in first so Ira Madison tweets absolutely mesmerized by Davina at Burning Man doesn't put her last name in it, but okay, he has a lot of followers, host of Keep It. Absolutely mesmerized by Davina. Someone responds, where is this energy when she's on the show? And Davina responds to everyone and says, ask the producers. Love then that. this gets tons of headlines because it's like, Davina responds to allegations that she has low energy on selling Sunset by saying it's the producer's fault. So, so much is extrapolated from a three-word response. My favorite celebrity at Burning Man, though, was the Daily Mail celebrity, which is a very, very rare category, which is somebody who I've only ever seen the Daily Mail does not exist. You could literally you could never convince me that this woman exists outside the Daily Mail. I don't think she's ever been covered by any other publication. They champion Mm -hmm. her. Uh, I think her claim to fame is uh, big butt. You know what I mean? Like big boobs, big butt. Uh, And yet she is. She's in this uh, publication literally multiple times a week. Uh, Back at my favorite place in the world, Demi Rose displays her curves (laughs) as she parties at Burning Man before chaotic scenes saw desperate ravers stuck in eight-hour traffic jam. They used her sexy body to uh, talk about how it it was hard to leave Burning Man. People got stuck in a in a traffic jam. You know who didn't get stuck in a traffic jam? Demi Rose. I don't think that she was like waiting in the car. You know. No, not at all. Like she flew off in a helicopter after she flaunted her curves in a pearl embellished nude bodysuit teamed with a green wig and furry hood as she stared civil- sizzling snaps from Burning Man. See, I thought that she took the Hyperloop after looking incredible in a gold metal corset and statement headdress as she wore an Egyptian queen inspired costume to Burning Man. Did as she if not? the Hyperloop goes that, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see right. Elon Musk just making the Hyperloop go from his house to Burning Man. <laughs> no. Who else did we get? We had Aussie actress Paris Natalie Hilton. Kelly. Uh, Natalie Kelly, but Paris Hilton's kind of them. Is a them? So yeah, she's them. Uh, and then Natalie Kelly slammed. She slammed Burning Man for contributing to climate collapse by burning natural gas for fun after driving to the festival to take photos for Instagram. Oh, oh. She also slammed Burning Man in another headline that I didn't put here. For, well, she slammed Burning Man, con- not contestants, guests, Burning Man attendees for wearing feathers. And I think she'd have the same problem at Coachella. She's like, you're appropriating indigenous style and indigenous culture by wearing feathers. So Natalie Kelly had a lot to say about Burning Man. But she still went. And I was sort of like, oh, yeah, she definitely went. She drove to the festival to take photos for Instagram, according to the Daily Mail. But I was sort of like, why do I remember who Natalie Kelly is? And... 
She was in Unreal, which you watched and I didn't. But she was Mm -hmm. in The New Dynasty, which I did watch. She was in Season 1, which I did watch. But she was not in Season 2. Okay? And so I was sort of like, oh, what happened there? This is one of... Okay. This is one of the wildest videos. I cannot believe that it exists. We did not talk about this at the time. So... Natalie Kelly is an Australian actress. She's in, I'll play this for you. She's in Dynasty Season 1. And I guess at the end of Dynasty Season 1, she falls into a coma, okay? Oh, no. She's interviewed by E! after the season finale airs. And they ask her about Season 2. They clearly, I mean, that's how it seems, did not do any prep for this. They assumed that she was coming back. And it's one of the most awkward things I've ever seen and just... Tell me if I'm crazy here. Listen okay. to this. Just a little bit of a spoiler alert. Season one ends on a little bit of a, a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. There's a big fire at the mm-hmm. Carrington estate. And we don't really know what's happening. Mm. Do you know what's happening? I actually don't. I haven't read anything um, for season two. I know that I end up with a gunshot wound and in a fire at the end of season one. And I know that I won't be filming season two. Okay. I don't know how they will, what that will mean for Crystal's storyline, but yeah. So you won't be returning for season two? I won't be returning for season two. (laughs) I want to know more, but I fear you won't tell me. (laughs) I don't know storyline what they'll do. Yeah. Is it a coma? Is it death? Is it who knows? Yeah. I actually don't know, but I know that I'm not going to Atlanta in July, that I'm staying here and I've got my life back. The host is like absolutely shocked, had no idea that she was not coming back to the show. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. Am I crazy? That silence, that second silence is um, very unscripted seeming Mm -hmm. in terms of like Mm -hmm. what she expected her to... She wanted her to say, like, next season is going to be crazy. The writers have some amazing things planned. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be epic. It's going to be off the chain. But she's just like, I'm not at it. They didn't ask me back. Did you see the video of Brie Larson talking to, like, that guy from Variety? And he's like, when is, when is like, Captain Marvel coming back? And she's like, I don't know. Like, do you know anyone who wants me to make another one? (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) No, I didn't. It's so awkward. Wait, look at that. Listen to this. How long will you play Captain Marvel for? I don't know. I don't know. Does anyone want me to do it again? Don't be so modest. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> That's funny. Does anyone want me to do she's it again? She's so quirky. She's so quirky. She she's is random. She's a random. She's, she's our greatest randomista. She's like, I'm random. <laughs> you know, like, she's <laughs> okay, so no, random. Don't call her a randomista, please. She's a randomista. Okay. Who else went to Burning Man? Liz Cambridge? This is good. Liz Cambridge resurfaced at Burning Man after partying with, with Pip, Pip Edwards. Edwards after NBA star Andrew Bogut said he was worried about the controversial star's mental health after she quit L.A. Sparks. What does any of that mean? Are these all p- basketball players? L.A. Who's Sparks Pip? is a basketball Who's team. Who's Andrew? Man. Yeah. Who's They're Liz? all basketball. They're all, they're all athletes. Yeah. In Australia? No, in the United States. L.A. Sparks. Feel the burn. Pip Edwards shows off her ample cleavage and incredible abs and a crop top and leggings during hike in L.A. as she prepares for a debaucherous Burning Man Festival. Pip Edwards is not a sports person. Pip Edwards is a fashionista. Oh, okay. A fashionista. Okay, She's a designer. Hi, I'm Pip Edwards, and I'm the design director at General Pants. I'm just going to give you a little bit of an insight into what Bondi style is and what Bondi means to me. Love that. So Liz, Liz partied with Pip. Yes. At Burning Man. At Burning Man. 
Who else was at Burning Man? I saw Nina, Nina, and Nina Dobrev and her boyfriend Sean White were there. They love. Yes. A, I'm really sick of them. I'm really sick of them. Yeah, truly. Like Julianne Huff. They really need to shit really... off the pot. I'm. I'm gonna need them to get married. What's I, the I like, shit? I, I'm sick of this. Gonna be. What's the shit? I'm. You know who's also Sean a White and Nina Dobrev are not married, right? Not to no, be like traditionalist, but like they're no, celebrities. They I feel like they. I need them to get married because I'm sick of this. Okay, like, they need to have their big ass. Since when are you like fucking? You know. Uh, the only my great aunt is because I'm. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I'm just sick of the two of them. I really okay. just don't. I think I just don't like them. Okay, well, it seems like you want them just like to go away, not necessarily to like you know proclaim their love in front of God. When they get married, then it's over. We don't have you to deal with them so? again. I feel like they'll instantly be less interesting once they get married. All right. Well, I'm uh, maybe they'll invite you since you're like really rooting for them to get to go all the way. <laughs> Danica Patrick was there. So was she Carly showed up Kloss. her sexy Burning Man style and said, "Skin is the fashion." Cindy Crawford was there. How long did Cindy Crawford stay at Burning Man? An hour. Hour and a half? Two hours? Cindy Croft was over two and a half hours, and she definitely took a helicopter. It's New York Fashion Week. Uh, I'm calling this year's New York, New York Fashion Week the Julia Fox special, because I do feel like um, <laughs> the only person who can truly make New York Fashion Week like relevant, cool, young, hip, uh, stylish, not even young, but doesn't matter, stylish, buzzy, mm-hmm. is our Interesting. is New York's patron saint of glamour and grit, Julia Fox. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's why... Yes. She partnered with none other than Vogue to promote Vogue's kickoff party hosted by a pharmaceutical a pharmaceutical company called Zeman Zeoman Zeoman Zeoman. Yeah, Zeman? we talked about this. Zeoman. It's Joe Jonas's uh, smart toxin of choice. Oh my choice. god, it's literally Joe Jonas's man fillers. Yes, you didn't realize that. It's Joe Jonas's smart toxin of choice. Whether I'm home or on the road or somewhere in between. I try to take care of my skin. Because I believe less is more, I really care what I put in my body. I want consistent results. I want something that keeps me, well, looking like me. Because there's no one way to define beauty. With a smart toxin like Xeomin, it's on my terms. Vogue invites you to an exclusive New York Fashion Week wow. kickoff party hosted by Xeomin and brand partner Joe Jonas. And who oh else God. is doing Xeomin promo for this party? Julia Fox, paid partnership. Feeling the New York Fashion Week vibes at the Zeoman and then in parentheses, in cabotulism toxin A and Vogue Party hashtag ad. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. And She's as you so wisely funny. put in here, or I don't know if Timmy did, it's she loves Instagram stories. She had to put the side effects in the second frame. <laughs> I'm obsessed. And they are many. I can say they are many. You have to tweet this screenshot of an Instagram story that just is copy and pasted. Zeoman may cause serious side effects that can be life-threatening. Call your doctor and get medical help right away. I mean... uh, (laughs) It looks like... I mean, here's... And it's a photo of Julia Fox at what? The standard? The top of the standard? Dressed as what can only be described as like you put a dune costume through a shredder. I love it. It looks amazing. she says... Zeoman in cobotulism toxin A is an FDA-approved treatment used to temporarily improve the look of moderate to severe frown lines in between the eyebrows, glasbular lines in adults. Actual patient, individual results may vary, as in Julia is an actual patient. I love it. Tap for important consumer safety information intended for U.S. audiences only. I just and love then, that, they, said, you know, the caption. haters could say... You know, these pharmaceutical brands, there's too many rules and regulations in America to do uh, social media advertising. You should just stay away from it. Like, think about it. If you if you, if you you do this type of advertising, you have to go through too many, jump through too many hoops. You. But you oh, know what? Sorry. 
they said, fuck that. We refuse to be, you know, we refuse. We are Zealmen. We refuse mm-hmm. to say that we can't do social media, that we can't do Instagram stories with influencers. Uh, we will be doing them, and they will look absolutely insane. <laughs> Just but like Joe Jonas's face. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's working. But I think that, like, it's not, there's something, it's the same thing with Michelle Williams. It's just not, it's not embarrassing. You know, like, for some some reason, I feel like Joe Jonas and Julia Fox are the perfect celebrity partners for this smart toxin. Uh, I feel like Julia Fox is. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm cracking up at Julia Fox doing a, a kind of meta take on kind of paid partnerships with, with pharmaceutical brands. I do feel like she has been poising herself, ready for this moment throughout her celebrity well, what I mean is that, like, Julia Fox, for as, like, glamorous and cool and in-demand as she is, there's still something relatable about her. It, it also doesn't feel like a lie in the way that a lot of skincare sponsorships feel like lies. I mean, it doesn't... You know, am I giving her too much credit? It, well, it feels like less of a lie to admit that you put, you know, fillers and toxins into your face to look beautiful than you just do a cream and you look as beautiful as you are. Yeah. What's my muse? Oh my gosh, tough question. I don't know, maybe I'm museless. You are your own muse. Maybe, yeah, maybe I am my own muse, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Facts. Moving on. Just as the UK is getting a new monarchy, the US is getting a new cast of Dancing with the Stars, they revealed their latest celebrities for season 31 and... It's a good line. It's a good lineup. It's one of the better lineups, more intriguing lineups in recent memory. I don't but know. That's not really saying no cri- much there no, because there are no criminals. Oh well, Teresa, but she's. I need Teresa, more. Any local? Criminal. I need you some. Know, she did her time. Yeah, but I like when Dancing Stars has like at least one kind of like criminal. You know. <laughs> like you want Sean Spicer again. Yeah, no, you I want, want like, like I want Ivanka like Trump. I want somebody who went to jail for something like funny, you know, like where yeah, where's the like where's the yeah that's kind do of do you adds think a Trump will ever go on? Yeah, do you think we'll ever get like Eric Trump? I'm Ivanka sure. Trump? I'm sure we will. You think so? I'm sure. I'm sure. Why not? Who's that? Who's that total freak who like dated one of those Trump boys, Kimberly? Oh, the Kimberly the definitely Fox wants News to be commentator. On here. She's probably already been yeah. on a g- 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 Kimberly Gilfoyle. Yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle. She's probably already been on it. I would say that the spiciest person on this on this season is is Joseph Banna, who's literally Arnold Schwarzenegger's like illegitimate son that he recently Who he only recently claimed. Yeah. yeah. He only recently claimed. And he's a bodybuilder, which is very funny. That's an interesting kind of take on this. Everything else is like kind of uh unsurprising you have a jersey shore guy you have housewives you have the d'amelio mother daughter which we talked about um you got jordan sparks you got shangela from drag race we got wayne brady who's been on every tv show known to man cheryl ladd whose name nobody knows but is you know vintage we uh so there's an age range don't miss smith jared from sex in the city we got jesse james decker people magazine's all-time favorite girly that nobody knows sam champion a local hero who's dancing with our girly cheryl Sam Champion's like a New York celebrity. That's like putting, um, what's his face up there? <laughs> Sandy Kenyon. <laughs> Sandy Kenyon. And that's a movie minute. Right? Does like, who's next? Sandy. <laughs> who, yeah, like, who's next? Sandy Kenyon? You're going to send him? Who's that? next? Jamie Selter. And last, but certainly not least, the one, the only Samuel Champion, partnering with two time winner, Cheryl Burr. There's your cast, guys. Selma Blair's also there, which you would, 
there's definitely going to be an interesting narrative there because she does have multiple sclerosis. So like her body, her physicality is going to be like a narrative that I think is going to be quite inspirational. Yes. But the thing about the thing about Dancing with the Stars, it's like an interesting cultural element because I feel, and I know that it's very popular. I I get that. I'm not going to say that it's not, but like I feel like it's a it's a show that I never have to watch, and I feel like I completely get it like i can get just enough enjoyment out of it just knowing who gets kicked off who wins seeing little clips knowing who right, the cast we always is, talk like, about this every year we say you know this is a show where you you can watch it without watching it you really do you not can watch it without it. watching it also i think it's funny imagining the uh like buckets that are in the uh the yeah. little office where they decide who right. the we need cast a criminal. is going to be yeah we need a reality star. We need a housewife. We need a vintage icon. We need, we some, need an we old, need reliable. Older, we need younger. We need inspiration. We need... Uh, we need you know, country. We need different audiences. We need hot people. We need not hot people. Everything. It's not criminality, but you're you're right in saying that Joseph Baena he's the casting more, he's is the, really interesting because it's like... He's like the politician, kind of. The, the, this is a little, it's a little bit of a, of a kooky choice, you know? And what's... And what's making him extra intriguing is that the stuff that makes him spicy is the stuff that they'll never address. You know, like everything about him will be subtext and unsaid on the show. And I think that will add a lot of like intrigue and spiciness to Uh this season of Dancing with the Stars. Season 31. I have a comment and I have a question. My comment is how soon before they make um, Smith Jared do some sort of sex and city themed humiliating dance that's going to be that's going to be interesting they'll his make first him dance, performance right the his first, first performance they'll make him dance to the sex and city theme song something terrible like that and two who do you who do you think the secret ringers are cuz i have an answer that i what i think i bet Wayne Brady is amazing i bet i'm looking at the list again Not oh you know expected. who i bet is a secret ringer you know who i think is a secret ringer yeah i bet it's Sam Champion because it's like, who expects anything from a weather anchor whose job is literally to stand? I think that Vinny from the Jersey Shore, who's I've seen his show, his strip show in Vegas, has been training for this moment. I think he'll be the I think he'll be underestimated. And I think he'll be the ringer. I don't know. I think it's between in my mind, it's between him and Shandra. Well, let me ask you, Joseph. Um, we're, it's so nice to meet you, by the way. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And congratulations for joining the, joining the cast. Yeah, it's I'm a excited. courageous move. Um, we've seen your dad, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's known for showing off his tango moves in uh, movies like True Lies. Right. Um, so we know that, that the moves are there in the jeans. Have you ever explored your inner ballroom dancer. You know, it's funny because I think that's probably the most I've ever seen my dad dance. (laughs) So uh, I hope that a little more is going to come on the Latin side of my family. So we'll see. (laughs) And you are a bodybuilder. Yes. So the working out is maybe not intimidating or is it totally different than the way you train? Well, I think the training discipline's there, but I think the thing that's going to be a little different is uh, the flexibility. Also, uh, Hopefully I don't have to wear too many tights and uh, make make my calves pop out a little too much, but <laughs> we'll, we'll move around it. Hopefully uh, my partner will will move around my uh, my shoulders. She'll 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 guide me. Okay. I, I have a lot of faith in her. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that and, and your costumes. Yeah, you mentioned it. This should be interesting. <laughs> That'll be great. BB um, Rex and David Guetta's "I'm Good" song is number four on Spotify right now, and according to Timmy, it's a bop. The original was a bop, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Blue is a bop. This 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 feels wrong. I'm good, yeah, I'm feeling alright, baby. I'm a 
One of the songs I'm just thinking like, we just did this with Tiny Dancer, like nostalgia pop, like remix nostalgia pop is has been a thing over the past, I don't know, five, six years. Because it and was definitely been a Tiny thing Dancer for a while. Yeah. For a while. The, the Whitney Houston Higher Love that Kygo did, that's so good. Like, we've been doing this for a while, but like once we're on blue, abadi abadai, we've gone too far. <laughs> What's the concept of a blue? What's the concept of a blue? That's an impossible question. It's like, you know I mean? what's the meaning of life? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how to like, answer what, what is the concept, concept of, blue of song is. blue. You know, it is also stated that he is blue. It's an it's about an alien. Like, read the lyrics to me. I don't need the I don't need the fucking essay. Listen up. Here's a story about a little guy that lives in a blue world and all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue like him inside and outside. Blue his house with a blue little window okay. and a blue Corvette and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around because right. he ain't got nobody blue to guy. listen. It's about it's a blue, about blue alien specifically. Okay, that song's a huge hit, right? Everybody loved that blue mm-hmm. guy. They said, I can relate to that. I also love the color blue or whatever. I have felt blue, yes. Uh-huh. BB Rexa and David Guetta said, no. Modern times, we don't need a blue guy. Nobody's blue anymore. We need something that's relatable for the people. So now the lyrics are, I'm good, yeah, I'm feeling all right. Baby, I'm going to have the best fucking night of my life. And wherever it takes me, I'm down for the ride. Baby, don't you know I'm good? Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Okay. They said, Mm -hmm. make it broader. It's a completely different concept. Yeah. They said, make it broader. They said, you know, and no matter where I go, it's a good time. Yeah. And I I don't need to sit in VIP, middle of the floor. That's where I'll be. Don't got a lot, but that's enough for me. Yeah. They said, not everyone is blue. They they said, the original, it was a good, it was good music, but people are just not blue. So we need to do something where people can relate and they want to have a good time. They said, blue leaves people out. Blue is exclusionary, you know? Meanwhile, feeling good is a little more universal. Yeah. BB Rexa said, I want to write a song about feeling good in the club, but I want it to sound like blue. So how do we work on this? You know, we make a song <laughs> called I'm Good, parentheses, blue. David David got a plugged in an external laptop he hadn't opened since 2003 right. and was like, I think I have something here. <laughs> Remember his wife, Nancy? Hope she's well. I guess. Also, the, the other crucial difference here is that blue was about an alien. I'm good is about BB Rexa. Exactly. Much more relatable than an alien. This is a woman who likes Lay's chips. Let's do relationships. Not a lot of huge relationship news this week, thank God. A-Rod and Catherine Paget broke up. That's Who's another that? thank God. Don't know. Guess I don't need to know. The tutorials got married. Nikki Tutorials and Dylan I love Tutorials. This. I love that Nikki Tutorials <laughs> calls herself and her husband Mr. and Mrs. Tutorials. Like, I don't need to know anything else about this, but the fact that Nikki Tutorials' husband calls himself Mr. Tutorials is so funny. For all I know, that's just a Dutch last name. You know? Like, I don't know. It's not, though. It's her YouTube name. It could be. It could be. Larsa Pippen is now dating Michael Jordan's son. Uh, Remember the whole no. Larsa Pippen thing where it's like... I don't think she's actually... But I thought she was on the double date with Michael Jordan's son. It says, Larsa Pippen was spotted Sunday at Zuma, a Japanese restaurant right in the heart of downtown Los Angeles, with none other than Marcus Jordan. And the two of them, we're told, appeared to be on a double date of some sort with another couple at the table. This suggests that Larsa and Marcus were on a double date with an unidentified couple. But you're right. It stands to reason that maybe Larsa was with someone else and Marcus was with the other person. They were just the two identifiable people. Here's the thing. I get a sense, unless, you know, we're, we're being told they're smooch. Well, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were teammates and maybe not yeah. friends anymore, but were at one point. Maybe she, like, grew up with, the, like, this kid kind of grew, grew up, like, with, like they, they're old family friends. Like, maybe she's an aunt figure. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Like, oh, yeah. we're family. Let's just get dinner. They were like a literal like duo for a long time. 
Josh Damal and Audra Marie got married. And there was so much coverage of this. I know celebrities, celebrities getting married always gets a lot of coverage, but I was sort of like, how famous is Josh Damal? Because it's, this got written up everywhere instantly. It's honestly one of our culture's biggest mysteries. I'm just un. They literally have the top sure. scientists. The top women in STEM have been on this for decades. Like we don't know. They haven't figured it out yet. They're waiting for a big breakthrough. Does this? This news does not help their case. Can't someone at CERN figure this out? Can't they like shove you. an atom next to another atom and figure out this mystery? The girlies that were working on this case finally got a vacation, but then he got married and they had to rush back to this to the lab. And it's actually disgusting that they had to well, work all weekend because of this. I know they should have been able to have the weekend off. I think that like it's actually quite appropriate that he was one of his best known roles is he was Tad Hamilton and went a date with Tad Hamilton, which A isn't a good movie. B was a flop. Mm. And uh, C is about uh, him playing like basically the most famous person in the country. But unconvincingly. But also unbelievable. <laughs> But that, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's funny to me that he sort of shot to fame being an unconvincing number one hunk. And we've sort of been gaslit into thinking that he's the number one hunk ever since then mm-hmm. for 18 years. We're being gaslit. He got married at a, in Fargo, too, which is really funny because isn't he um, the spokesperson for North, North Dakota? Dakota? Miss World America. Miss World America. Who's saying? Oh, I think they're. Miss World America doesn't sound like the right She was name. Miss World America. But what is Miss World America? She was former America. Miss World America. Miss World America. So it's the competition is Miss World and oh, she wait. was in America? Wait. I think that Miss I think that Miss World America is a is a typo. That's what I'm saying. I think the Daily Mail is not No, she one. is. But is she she's She was Miss World America. What does that mean? Like she was America in the Miss World competition or something and she won? She was crowned Miss World America, 2016. But what did she compete as? What the fuck is Miss World America? (laughs) What did she, like, I'm trying to ask. Miss World, wait, you're going to fucking die. Miss World America is is a beauty pageant that's only been happening since 2008. Miss World America was, 2016, was the only the eighth ever Miss World America. Okay. I still don't, like, it doesn't help me with, like, what that is like is she the world or is she america or is she was she america Wait, and she won the world or what did she compete miss as? world americas so it's all the americas i see so, so they do basically she? north america central america south america what is she and they've only done it nine times she represented north america because oh she's God. also from north dakota okay They've only done Miss World America in 1985, 1990, 1997, 2010, 2014, 2016, and 2021. My question for you is, is Leonardo DiCaprio dating Emily Ratajkowski or is Leonardo DiCaprio dating Gigi Hadid? Because My answer I to you can... is, um, these are all thems and I don't need to have an answer to this. This is uh, this is really out of my league. How do I know? Okay, but what about Maria Baragova, who's 22? He could be dating That's her. That's a who. Is she, 20, is she under the age of 25? He could be dating her. So the answer is, he would never date Gigi Hadid or Emily Ratajkowski, as has been rumored. 
but he is probably dating Maria Baragova, who is 22 and showed off her jaw-dropping figure in a tiny white crop top as she carried a law book around London. <laughs> Stop. A law book? She carried a law book around London. Which yeah. book? The law? The contracts. Law? Contracts. Torts. Procedure. So you just, you're know, making I'm just naming this up. words from my cousin Vinny. But she literally is in white athleisure. I mean, just the whitest leggings and a little bra with a bag holding a law book. A, a, book, a, a book called Fake Law by the Secret Barrister. And as the Daily Mail oh, put I thought it, you were making, this I was gives like, an insight. No, it's called... It's called Fake Law by the Secret Barrister, and Daily Mail wrote, it gives an insight into her interests outside of modeling. The subtitle is Truth About Justice in an Age of Lies. Okay, that's what she's reading. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I'm so excited. Rita Ora 3 is coming. Rita. We're getting RO3. We're Rita getting RO3. She confirmed at a press conference in her home country of Albania that her third album is going to be released in January. She didn't say like, oh, this quarter coming soon. She said January. And when Rita gives a date, I believe it. I mark it in my calendar. It's when in my I calendar. I tell you, this woman, I mean, I know we have evidence of seven years of following her around, but does she ever stop? Like, uh, her Insta, like, uh, sometimes I'll just like see, it's like, she's in Rock and Rio. She's in Brazil. She's in Albania meeting with like the president. She's like in the studio. She's like, it's un believable how much energy i mean and this one was just in new zealand she just in the got past maybe week, married in the past week she's been in brazil london and albania that's so brazil the uk and albania that's crazy and not just like oh i'm traveling a lot she's performing like she performed at rock and rio she's performing at the rugby world cup this is one of those weeks you're right where it's sort of like you either must be she's so getting, fucking rich either, uh, it's not a, sure yes too but like is she getting like b12 in her ass like every <laughs> single day like what kind of supplements what kind of like i don't know how celebrities deal with i think about this health. all the time is she i was just what too... kind of drugs are she, is she on there working what what's the strategy here what is she drinking like is it a specific type of like cold brew or tea or what is it it's incredible or conversely are there like really special really effective sleeping pills that let you get all of your sleep like in other like on the plane or like really quickly <laughs> like th they must be able to fall asleep so quickly and so reliably I just feel like these are questions that we can never answer until we are on that level. You know, like, I don't think you know the secrets to this until you are, like, extremely rich and famous and traveling all the time. And the person that you're traveling with is like, oh, are you taking the Schmarvin Blargen Blargen, like, cocktail? And it's like, well, no, I didn't know about that. Schmarvin Blargen? Yeah, no. I mean, I think that celebrities have access to things we don't even know, like, exist yes. yet. Like, the technology mm -hmm. they're How working with is, like, How do you think the queen like, lived to beyond. be as long as she did? She got special juice. She She's was definitely been... getting special juice. <laughs> Rita Ora has access to yes I'm yes Rita Ora is in the echelon where she has access to the to comforts to technologies to keep her like 
animated. I just, I truly, truly don't understand. And <laughs> animated. I'm, and I'm a mate. She's beauty. She's brains. She's work. She's play. She's home life. She's office life. She's everything. This is baby boom 2022. Well, she doesn't have a baby yet. But if she gets a baby, that's it. Oh, my God. That's... I don't even think, at this point, if Rita Ora got a baby, I think this would just still continue. I don't know how she yes. would do it, but she I think stopped. that it would continue. I, 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 I have every, there's some, you know, I just believe that she would just keep going. This would still happen. And people would be like, doesn't she have a baby? And I'd be like, I don't, it doesn't matter. She has a technology. <laughs> she Baby's there too. The women in STEM couldn't figure out why Josh Damal is as famous as he is or how famous he is, but they did figure out how to keep Rita Ora going. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. It's great to be back after a little blip. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There? Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentaries, an occasional newsletter, and more. You can also get the audio on Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe in your app if it makes it easier for you. Pre-order my debut novel, The Old Place, wherever you get your books. It comes out next Tuesday, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Wow, feels like every other week a new TV show premieres. That's how you know it's fall, and it's overwhelming. But guess what? We gotta talk about them. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I'm Bobby Finger. We're the hosts of the Who Weekly Podcast. Spoiler alert, we're officially taking our talents to Spotify with our brand new live show, Who's Watching, where we'll be breaking down the most buzzworthy TV shows. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, we're gonna be live. We're talking water cooler. This is where we all come together and say, what were you watching last night, and was it good? Should I watch it? What are you watching? Is it old? Is it new? Are you watching some old show from the past? Did you watch the new Game of Thrones? Did you watch the new Selling the OC? Did you watch the new P-Valley? Did you just watch 12 episodes of F-Boy Island stay up really late and just need to tell everyone about what you saw? Like, we're here for that. We're here for that. Did I just watch four episodes of Golden Girls that I've seen a million times each because I couldn't decide what new show to watch? Maybe. Maybe I did. Come share your reactions with us on Who's Watching every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live on Spotify.